time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. For the average person, a museum is a place of knowledge, a place of beauty and truth and wonder. Some people come to study, others to contemplate, others to look for the sheer joy of looking. Charlie Parks has his own reasons. He comes to the museum to get away from the world. It isn't really the 60-cent cafeteria meal that has drawn him here every day. It's the fact that here in these strange, cool halls, he can be alone for a little while, really and truly alone. Anyway, that's how it was before he got lost and wandered in to the Twilight Zone. Episode number one and ten of the Twilight Zone was miniature, and uh, Sean, it, it begs the question: Did Robert Duvall ever have hair? Robert Duvall is in this episode. I'm kidding. Uh, no, he never had hair. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I I totally bought that. I, <laughs> um, so. I don't blame you. So I, I believe, I want to say that um, I remember hearing at some point that um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is the first role that Robert Duvall ever had. Really? Because uh, he he just, he just he plays, uh, uh, what's his name that, you know, Boo Radley? talking about. And he, he yeah, Boo Radley, that's him. Uh, <laughs> he just pops up at the end. And and, and it, it it's actually Robert Duvall. And he actually looks, although I can't remember... <laughs> I can't remember uh, enough detail to tell you if he had hair in that uh, particular episode, uh, but by this time he definitely needs some Rogaine or or whatever people were using in the in the sixties. A hundred percent, hundred percent. This is to, to me for some reason this is the creepiest episode. Yeah, it is. It's definitely the creepiest of the season. Um, and you well, know, I, I just, there's another one coming up that I also thought was creepy, and that's the one with all the all the uh, the wax figures. But we'll get to that in, well, uh, in yeah. a few weeks, for sure. And it it is it is creepy. And um, honestly, it's the mom the mom in this episode. I, I just it was such a slog to get through the scenes with her, especially the first one, and mm-hmm. it. It, it really sucks because I love Robert Duvall and I think it's a cool story uh, aside from the fact you kind of know how it's going to end. But, you know, yeah. uh, this was one of the quintessential like should have been 30 minutes, you know, why we kind of look down on season four for me. I, I feel like we've said that a lot already. <laughs> <laughs> but and, this uh, one's the real one. Um, You know what? Let's let's. Well, while we're while we're sitting here, and uh, as you mentioned, like it could have been a half hour, so there's not, uh, uh, you know, there's a little less to talk about, and you get to hear my mechanical keyboard clicking <laughs> away, and it's some solid ASMR, honestly. It it, it really is. I I should just do a, a video that's just me typing stuff. <laughs> um, staring I, listlessly at your uh, webcam. I, I kind of want to. Uh, Let's just go through the list, and and uh, we we probably know enough about them. I think okay, so. Okay, so we've so we've got in his image that could have been a half hour. Sure, hundred percent. Thirty fathom grave probably would have been stretching it to be a half hour. Let alone. Yeah, I'm okay with that being as long as it was. Um, Valley of the Shadow. Eh. Is that the newspaper one? No, that that's the one where uh. Uh, 
you know, the the alien gave the people technology and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, still a little tough, but not the worst. Yeah, he's alive. They definitely that that one's that one's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay um, with that one. Yeah, we love the uh, mute. Probably should have been a half hour. Mute definitely could have been a half hour. Yeah, Death Ship definitely could have been a half hour. Oh yeah. Um, Death Ship. Death Ship might be the closest one to miniature in my estimation. That should have been a half hour. Yeah, so miniature should have been a half hour. Uh, Printer's Devil. Printer's Devil's fine. I think that's fine too. I agree. Uh, no I mean, time like the No time like the past is actually my all time favorite episode. That uh, one's what, good. What's, what's interesting is it's my all time favorite episode, but I wouldn't put it on the Mount Rushmore of best episodes. But it's it's my all time yeah, favorite episode. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, so that's that's an hour. Uh, the parallel definitely could have been a half hour. I dream of genie. I dream of genie uh, definitely could have been a half hour. Yeah, uh, the new exhibit. That's the uh, that's the the one with the, the, yeah, the that's the wax figures. Museum, yeah, uh, definitely could have been a half hour. Uh, of late, I think of Cliffordville, which is actually a pretty good one. That um, yeah, that, that one's that one's pretty solid. That one can be like, is that the one with Julie Newmar in it? Yeah, I think th- that it's, one that one like plays like a, a mini movie. That's that's yeah. fine. I I don't mind that one. The Incredible the, World of Horace Ford. I don't know that I've ever seen that one. There's one where like William Shakespeare shows up that I that I legitimately hate. And I think oh it's, no, that, that's a that that's the uh, the very last episode of the season. So oh okay, <laughs> uh, we have on Thursday we leave for home, which is a really good one. That that's fine. Uh, Passage on the Lady Anne definitely could have been a half hour. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Bard shouldn't have even been made. I just that's going to be a fun one to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to so, be seven minutes or seventy. So so I'm thinking uh, probably a third were solid, and the rest of them. Uh, either should have been a half hour or our crimes against humanity. Like the <laughs> uh, I even try, well, I'll save it for the. So, so I'm guessing like, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing two, two ideas here. One is that the network came to Rod Serling and said, Hey, we're giving you an hour this time. And it didn't really give him a, didn't really give him a choice. Yes. Or, Probably all along he's going, wow, I got I got bigger stories to tell here. I need more time. And then he did it and realized, wait, I've got like four stories that need more time, and the rest <laughs> of them are probably okay. <laughs> and one is a crime against humanity. Yeah. So so this episode, uh miniature, it it always makes me nervous, but I think that's probably due to my uh lifelong fear of dioramas. Let's talk about that, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> when when did this start? When did this start? Oh, it really is a, a long, you know, lifelong. And I wouldn't say that I'm fra- afraid of them. I would say that when they I was younger, out. yeah, when I was younger, they creeped me out. And I feel uh, the same way about sock monkeys. I, I can see that. Um, it, it definitely goes back to uh, I had a dream about, uh, you know, probably might have had something to do with seeing uh, the the classic Twilight Zone episode, a stopover in a quiet town, sure. you know, where they're stuck on the train set. Yeah, Uh, because I had a dream that was actually fairly elaborate, like when I was like four or five. Where uh, I was like looking at a train set and then suddenly I was stuck in it. And like 
whenever we'd go to a museum or something, there would be a diorama. It would just always make me think of that. So that that's why that's why it always made me a little little like easy when I was younger. And that and now because of the fact that when I was like five, it 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 bugged me. Yeah, uh, my brother still won't let me hear the end. Of it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll we'll go to like the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, and he's Thank he's you. pushing Thank me towards the uh, the miniature circus they have there. Like, hey, Keith, look at this. Um, I can a hundred percent see, even without like a very elaborate dream, how that episode could really like inform a person's uh, fears at age five, and then you add that. Yeah, no, no, I am. Uh, I, I completely understand that would be, uh, <laughs> and so, so obviously that doesn't, uh, that fear, uh, that uneasiness, whatever you want to call it, doesn't translate into like action figures or, um, no, it, it, it's just like, Hey, look at this little world behind glass that, that, yeah, not a that, fan, that kinda, not a fan. Yeah. That, that kind of, kind of weirds me out. Um, and, and what's funny is, so there's uh, the Chicago history museum in Chicago, and there's like literally an entire hallway where it's like the history of Chicago <laughs> in dioramas. And so you actually have to walk through that to get anywhere. And so does it involve it. like the reversing of the uh of the river? Uh I know there's like three devoted just to the Chicago fire. <laughs> yeah, that makes um, sense. And uh, no, I I don't think they do like a like a, a a snapshot of them reversing the Chicago River. Uh, F U St. Louis. You get, <laughs> yes. all the, you get all the toxic waste. My next question was: Are, are there little like uh, miniatures of uh, people from St. Louis just looking a little bit dumber than like normal people? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so so no, what they should have is they should have like a uh, 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 a diorama showing engineers like you know digging trenches and everything to reverse the flow of the Chicago River, <laughs> and then the next diorama is the city of St. Louis with everybody just looking sick. <laughs> and drinking shitty beer yes exactly <laughs> last I, week I it was blue ridge this week it's st louis uh you know what i'm fine with st louis st louis <laughs> me is too actually it's a beautiful town um you know you're, by the way what's funny about that to, to get out a completely uh, weird side jag um so the cubs are playing st louis as we're as we're recording this episode yeah and um the Cubs spent like the entire week leading up to the series because, you know, they're trying to sell tickets and everything uh, with like all these like tweets and social media posts that so say things like St. Louis is boring, but Wrigley Field isn't, you know, so you should get <laughs> tickets. Sure. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing in the world because the whole St. Louis thing, St. Louis being boring yeah. is is from Chris Bryant. And they completely ditched Chris Bryant. Like they, 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 they traded him. They'll never speak his name again. You know, they, they wouldn't give him any money. And, and, you know, there was a huge falling out and yeah. now they're still using his line about St. Louis being boring. It'd be like if the Braves were, uh, had like some uh, zinger about, you know, the Mets or the Phillies or the Nats that uh, Freddie Freeman. Had. Right. It's exactly the same thing. So I'm like, that's a little <laughs> That's a little weird, Cubs. I, I, I gotta, I gotta say. I mean, I mean, it, it's correct. St. Louis is boring, but you know, geez. at least wait, wait, like wait until Chris Bryant retires, and then you bring yeah. him back for Chris Bryant Day, and you, you unveil go. the statue and everything, yeah. and then you can start using his lines again. That's, <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying. 
Uh, so, so back to this actual episode that we've basically spent zero time talking about. <laughs> we've been laboring to avoid. Uh, Charlie Parks is uh, is a, a basically he's a dollhouse enthusiast. Loves them. Uh, he loves him. He doesn't have the same fear of dioramas that I do. Which somehow is not creepy in 1963. No, I think it was creepy in 1963. <laughs> uh, so he he he's looking at this dollhouse and he sees this woman, um, you know, basically uh, walking around, acting out her life. And uh, she's kind of impressed. He's kind of impressed by it, and he's talking to the security guard. And the security guard says, "No, that's that's uh, that's not happening. You're you're you must be crazy." He acts. He he he's, he sees he sees this person in a diorama. He's so sure that that's a person. Mm-hmm. He oversteps or he he sidesteps the uh, the. The issue that it's a tiny, tiny, tiny person doesn't really ask right. if it's a hologram or anything. I don't know if those existed back then, but asked so much so he's so convinced that's a real person. He asks the uh, asks the guard. So this guy's his base level mental state is not great. Uh, no, it's not. Um, but the, the thing that uh, uh, strikes me as uh, as odd, and and probably pretty much any other human being that would watch this episode is. So he's he's watching her go through her day, which is creepy. I wouldn't want somebody just, uh, you know, like this giant eyeball right outside the window watching uh, everything <laughs> that I'm doing. Uh, not that I have anything to hide, but, uh, uh, you know, but I, no, I still wouldn't not. like it. Wouldn't be a fan. Uh, but, but, but he falls in love with her. And, you know, like, how can you fall in love with her? You haven't even met her. You've just been watching her like a creep. Also, it's like a tiny person and like so like the 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 physical attraction has to be not there at all so it's got to be completely like emotional intellectual etc but like it's still a tiny person it's a tiny person he's never actually spoken to so so to your point like it can't be a physical thing because she's tiny um what what is he in love with i'm gonna be very vulnerable with you right now keith okay my <laughs> listen listen i i i confessed my fear of dioramas this is a safe space my first like crush whatever you want to call it as a human being was gadget the cartoon mouse from chippendales rescue rangers oh i don't i don't think that's unusual uh I, and that... I, I carried a flame for gadget too yeah thank you thank you um and stay away from her she's mine um the... <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm married now, so I moved on from, uh, from oh thank God thank yeah. God 39 years old talking about a cartoon mouse. Um she, you know, we couldn't talk. She was a cartoon, she was a mouse. Even then at five or six or however old I was, I was like, Well, you know, I'll move on. This guy is not gonna <laughs> move on. <laughs> well, but but still, you had heard Gadget speak. And like you, you had an idea of Gadget's true. personality. Very true. Very true. Uh, and uh, I believe Gadget was uh, was uh, voiced by the legendary uh, Trace McNeil. So, uh, you know, oh yeah, yeah, sure. What, what's not to like about about uh, <laughs> about that? Um, you know, like he he hadn't had any of those things. Like he had just seen her sort of walking around the house and decided, oh, I'm in love with her. It's like 
again, my, my issues with this episode aside, like when you add into just like when you're struggling as a viewer to to place to assign motivations to a character, mm-hmm. especially in like falling in love with somebody where when that should be easy, it's it really just again just really knocks this episode down for me. Yeah, and so um he's uh the the actually she's not the only uh you know little figure in the house that he he sees uh being yeah. alive uh he actually uh sees a uh a, an abusive male doll that you know is um you know not not being very nice to uh to the love of his life there really is like a i forgot about the whole like story that shows up um i'm sorry and, and, to... and he's got like a uh like a uh, a villain from a silent movie do you yeah. like i'm pretty sure he's wearing a cape and uh <laughs> yeah it's, it, it's kind of funny actually uh so so then he he basically uh you know is he he smashes the glass of the on the um on the dollhouse to try to rescue the one doll from the other doll and that's when uh that's when they decide hey you know this has gone a little bit too far and they have him uh they have him committed yes as they should be or as they should have yeah. They, they should have a while back, but, you know. Yeah, the guard should have, uh, the first time he went and said, hey, I think that's an actual person in there, they should have uh, started the paperwork. And then after he gets out of the hospital, this just made me laugh as I'm, as I'm watching it. Um, so they're going to celebrate uh, his, his release. And so, like, um, his brother-in-law is trying to, Fix him up with, uh, you know, a, a friend of his uh, sister. She she knows he just got out of the mental hospital and she wants to date him. She's still interested. She's still into it, which I, <laughs> that didn't even hit me. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't even re- like that didn't even register that that was out of the ordinary. But you're 100 percent right. <laughs> like I, I, I she's still on board. I, I don't know. Um, Not a deal breaker. I, I, I'm assuming this is contemporary. You know, it's, it's like taking place in the 60s. So, yeah. like, I get dating was was tougher back then, but good Lord. Listen, let's be honest. As a uh, person that is terrified to leave his dog alone mm-hmm. and works uh, probably like three jobs, three and a half, something like that, um, I don't get out much. So, you know what? If 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 a woman just got out of the 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 mental institution, I'm gonna help her. T- I'm I'm gonna help her with the straight jacket. I'm still gonna be on board. So I understand. <laughs> you, you know, you you got to consider your options around. It was probably tough for her. Um, yeah. Back. Then, I, I mean, so listen. I it was it was the '60s. <clears throat> she was 19, which is basically old maid territory. <laughs> which is basically 45. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I could see that. She's just like. Listen, he may be wearing a straight jacket, but I don't see a ring on the finger. So <laughs> I'm in. If you were to tell me that was an actual line in this stupid episode, I would believe you. <laughs> well, you couldn't see if he's got a ring on because his his like arms are, are exactly. wrapped around him. So so you you wouldn't know either way. He could have a, a ring on his finger, but uh yeah, you know, obviously she knows people who know him, so she knows that he's single. Of course, very of course. single, <laughs> the most single. <laughs> so, 
So uh, it turns out it's been an act the whole time. He's not cured of his love for uh, for Dolly. We'll call her. We'll call her. That's a good name. And uh, it turns out that uh, he escapes. He goes back to the museum, and uh, um, basically, by the time uh, the authorities and his family get to the museum, he's actually in the dollhouse, living with uh, with Dolly. It's not explained. It's not. <laughs> he's just there. You know, our our suspension of disbelief must uh, uh, whatever must must go out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually more so. I'm more more interested in getting back to your uneasiness about miniatures and dioramas. So I don't think that there's a Simpsons episode, but when you first said this, it reminded me. I don't know if this is Treehouse of Horror, but there's one where like uh lisa grows the universe in the petri dish oh yeah that's actually yeah that is a trios of horror episode and that that's actually uh a parody of the little people which um i think we've already done yeah i mean yeah, we're, we we're, we're getting we're getting towards uh towards the end here so yeah. so did that get to it. you did little people or that simpsons parody get to you uh no because by the time that happened uh let let me uh let me see. Uh, so first of all, I saw the Simpsons episode, you know, that Treehouse of Horror thing. Is that the one um, where Bart's like, I'm going to go like this. And if you're in the way, then it's your fault. Uh, no, I think that was a, uh, I think a that was another episode. one. Yeah. Um, wait, Lisa Simpson. Let's just put a little Petri world. dish. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I, I want to see how see what season that came out and uh, okay the little universe that's very appropriate that was Treehouse of Horror Seven which would have been 1996 so I was in high school at the time so no I I was I had been cured of, of my I I've been cured of my uh, my fear of dioramas by then did they do uh, Treehouse of Horror from the very first season. They they did it from the first full season. Oh, okay, so and that um, was eighty nine. Yeah, or ninety. No, yeah, would have been would have been ninety. Um, Interesting. And uh, yeah, so so despite the fact that my brother won't, you know, still gives me a hard time about my fear of dioramas. I was uh, I was over that, you know, before then, and and I had actually I I remember when that episode aired. Um, I remember my dad saying it was that was a, that was a Twilight Zone episode, and then we ended up seeing the little people because I, I hadn't seen it before then. So, so to answer your question in the most roundabout way possible, <laughs> no, I was not scared uh, uh, when I was watching that. And, uh, you know, it's also worth pointing out that like the little people in the, uh, in the twilight zone, um, like there's so little, you, you can't see them. So it's not like a yeah. diorama. They, they look very like, true. Very know, true. It looks like a, a pile of mold or something. It doesn't, doesn't look like any anything that would be scary. So, I will tell um, you, I would rather talk about this for the next fifty three minutes rather than rewatch this episode. They never found Charlie Parks because the guard didn't tell them what he saw in the glass case. He knew what they'd say, and he knew they'd be right too, because seeing is not always believing, especially if what you see happens to be an odd corner of the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?